Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. This is Crystal, wisdomologist and the host of this podcast. We all have a different journey. What may strike one of of us may not resonate with someone else. Our main task is to be aware and awake in order to notice the invitations and opportunities that are in front of us. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we're going. In this journey to inner wisdom, there are many tools, practices, paths, and possibilities, as well as guides and mentors. Some we search for, some we bump into, some are set down plunk in front of us, whether we're looking for them or not. And some come out of the blue as a message to pay attention. On my journey, I continue to discover both extraordinary wisdom and in some ways, even more importantly, the ordinary wisdom that's in front of me every day. Today's topic on this journey to inner wisdom is meditation, M. And I think I'm, I'm, I've got all of the letters up to M. So we'll see how I do after M. And before I introduce my guests, I want to look at the meaning of the word meditation and where it comes from. Meditation has been around for millennia, and I think 5,000 years before the common era, era, there there were people, there were pictures of people meditating in, in caves and things. So, but meditation, the way we use it, comes from the Latin word meditatium, meaning to ponder. So meditation is about clearing our monkey mind. I talked about the monkey mind before. And Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul, is all about getting past that steady stream of consciousness that our mind provides us, whether we're interested in listening to it or not. So today, we will be talking about meditation, the benefits, how-tos, why people meditate, et cetera, et cetera, as well as we will be experiencing a meditation. My guest today is Cynthia Cross Ballard. Together, she and I spent a year and a half during the beginnings of the pandemic doing a lifestyle webcast with two other co-hosts, and it was called Soiree Lifestyle Series 2020. So welcome, Cynthia. It's so great to be together again online. I can't hear you, Cynthia. What happened? Oh, okay. Anyway, welcome. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hey, I I wanted to do that because for anybody who listens to our lifestyle... We always had technical difficulties, right? So, so we, we have had to, to have, have some technical difficulties. So we had to have something in this today. one. And we got it over with in the beginning. Good. So it's out of the way you. now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> okay. Well, before we start talking about meditation, let me just tell our listeners a little bit about you. And as we chat, they will learn more about your journey as we talk about meditation. So Cynthia is an intuitive Reiki empath. She's a mom and a businesswoman. And as well as discussing meditation today, as I said, we will take, she will take us through a, a, a meditation, actually a chakra healing meditation at the end of the podcast. And of course, if you are driving while you're listening, please wait to do the meditation later. So once again, welcome, Cynthia. Thank you, Crystal. So before we actually talk about meditation, Cynthia, I would like you to talk a little bit about moments, landmark moments on your journey to inner wisdom, kind of aha moments or mentors who have, you've worked with, books, workshops, et cetera, et cetera, things that really stand out for you in your journey to inner wisdom. 
Yes, they are. There are so many, but I think I'll talk more based on the empath intuitive part of, of, of mine. Now I've, I've met some amazing readers, uh, you know, tea leaf readers, um, uh, particularly in my twenties. And that's where my journey pretty much started. Um, from there, I was extremely open. Um, I actually had a, a bead store uh, where I had many people who were like-minded who came into the store as well and shared, shared their information um, with me and their love for crystals and energy. So from there, it kind of evolved. And I, uh, it's all about connections and being open to those connections and where it takes us. Um, you know, uh, I did some networking, then was introduced to somebody who introduced me to my Reiki master. So again, it's all about connections because she was in London. So what have I found it, found her to become certified? Probably not, hmm. you know, uh, and, and through the journey, I've met yourself and I've met mm -hmm. John and, you know, those to me are very pivotal moments in my journey, um, of awareness and, uh, who, who makes me who I am today. Cool. Cool. And um, what about the intuitive side? Like how does the intuitive element well, in the um, intuitive Reiki empath? Talk yeah. A bit about so that. From, from an intuitive side, I've been intuitive since a child and many of us are. Mm -hmm. And what happens is after we're done being a child, um, society, family, people, tell you that maybe you're crazy or mm -hmm. you don't know or why would you think that um, and then you notice whatever it is that you are feeling happens or you have a feeling as to what's going on or you have a feeling that somebody is sick or you know and and um, that started as a child um, mm. my sister was very ill um, and the empath in me was very ill I was the one that my mom was bringing to the hospital Huh. doctors are like nothing is wrong with her but it was my sister who was extremely sick you know almost on her deathbed um Whoa. so you know I felt all of that and I felt her pain and it was intense but it wasn't me so I didn't know what to do with that right um and there are a few people in my journey that I have met where I've suppressed that side of me or maybe ignored my intuition a little bit. But if I go back to my, my younger days, um, the intuition was there. Mm. And it's still mm. there, just we tend to sometimes ignore based on <laughs> what, what we, our higher self that we think or, uh, or, or what, uh, you know, what other people are gonna think, right? That's something that gets in people's way is what is you know, so-and-so gonna think about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's a real um it does take work to once again trust our intuition because as you say as children um I was also very intuitive as a child and uh continue to be intuitive but there was a period of time where okay it was it was perceived as okay well like how would you know that like <laughs> and so I was like well I just do and so I would I would kind of keep things to myself as opposed to talk about them. But I think that, um, yeah, it's really learning to trust the intuition again. And I really think, you know, I had a podcast, a few, a few podcasts ago on intuition and Kimberly talked about how we, she and I talked about how it seems like this is a time that people are doing more soul work. They're doing more um, getting in touch with their intuition 
they're they're trusting that that other self you know when i talked about knowing it was like we have our physical body but then our soul also has senses and intuition is one of the senses of our soul and so really really trusting those soul senses as well because we know things that like why do we know them we just know them so it's really um so it's interesting like does that still happen to you that you as an empath that you feel uh the pain of others um now you know as as i as i journeyed through and becoming a reiki master we are taught how to protect ourselves so i i do when i go out i'll protect myself or what they call as cutting the cord of energy yeah so that that way there um i'm not taking on other people's challenges pains especially while doing you know reiki um mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things in, in people's energy and the traumas and pain that but that those that carry, but still to this day, if I were to walk into a funeral home mm -hmm. and I don't know the individual, I will feel everybody's sorrow and pain in that room that you would think that that was the closest person to me that I just lost. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So that's how strong, if I allow it to happen, that's how strong of, of, of an impact others can make on, on my energy. Wow. Wow. Talk a little bit about how meditation has impacted your, your journey. Mm. You know, it's uh, a lot of times we question, you know, why things may be happening or, or what's happening. And when our minds are busy, or as you would say, the monkey mind mm -hmm. gets in the way and we're not very clear as to what that can be. So for myself, meditation was very instrumental. Um, I've learned that I need to connect um, outside. I need to be in nature and that's where I tend to meditate. Oh. Right. So, um, you know, I, I will meditate at least 10 minutes a day, uh, especially if it's a stressful day or things are going on. And for me, it's more of a grounding meditation. So I will get myself outdoors, bare feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. in nature right and meditate um, and that just allows me to connect again back with my myself but also mm -hmm. provide the clarity as to the whys or the or, or you know what's happening cool well which is interesting because um you know when we think about meditation different people think different things about meditation but there's so many different types of meditation and I think they come from the different traditions, um, you know, from Hindu, um, from the Hindu uh, religion and culture, we have the yogic types of, uh, of meditation. And then the Buddhist um, traditions, we have an, a, a whole other, um, like the Qigong meditations, the uh, Zazen, and different, those types of meditations. And then um, it's interesting, even Christianity talks about meditation. I think it tends to be more um, prayer because it's more supplication, but there is an element of contemplative prayer that is more like meditation than, um, than the type of prayer where we're asking for something or whatever. And even it's interesting as I was reading about meditation a little bit more and just kind of preparing for this, um, the um whole idea of um i just lost my train of thought <laughs> that's okay 
you're in meditation mode. That's right. It's like, whoa, where did I just go? I went somewhere. I think I was under, I was beside a rock and I was thinking about Buddha. Anyway, um, but just the whole, um, the meditation uh, the loving kindness meditation mm -hmm. that is talked about is similar to praying for someone and sending that positive energy out, out to, to people. So, so there, there are similarities and yet meditation in some ways has only been in North America in the West since about the seventies, I think sixties or seventies wow, in terms of mindfulness coming in with John Kabat-Zinn and then, I mean, and Deepak Chopra. And there were so many people who suddenly it was, we started to think about, and then of course the Beatles with transcendental meditation, which I didn't realize is a very new type of meditation. Mm, I've never only 1955. That. And it was, um, and the way transcendental meditation is, um, set up is that it's based on your birth so you have a very specific um phrase that is part of your meditation related to when you were born and only a licensed transcendental teacher can get that for you and give it to you and teach transcendental meditation i had no idea about that it's very interesting yeah it was very interesting anyway so um Tell us a little bit about um, some of the benefits. I know you just talked about for you, it's to help you to be grounded. What are, what are some of the other benefits of meditation? Yeah, meditation um, is, is a great stress, um, you know, for, for stress, but it's also good as a day-to-day -day practice just to um, give yourself, it's, it's, it's a part of self-care, um, but meditation can be used in healing. Um, mm. so, you know, when you're dealing with pain or trauma or grief, um, meditation is extremely important, um, cause it allows you to have a clear mind and just experience a lot of times the memories or deal with what it is that is on your mind or in your body. Um, so, and, and that's great. And, you know, um, manifestation. So, mm. you know, talking about prayer, Prayer does have a space in the meditation realm, but it's more, it's called an intention. So a lot of times when you start your meditation, you may have an intention and you keep that, that intention in your heart during your meditation. Um, meditation's not really designed to ask for anything. It's more designed for things to come to you. And um, however, in the the, uh, the manifestation part of things, you can have certain intentions on what you are manifesting and what you're letting go of. So, you know, I just kind of talked about the therapeutic sides of meditation, the healing side of meditation is, 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 is huge. Um, and you'll find more often now that doctors will ask you if you meditate. Yes. And that really was not, I would say, maybe in the last three three years for me, I, I've, I've noticed it, but prior to that, the doctors really did not talk about meditation. Nope. Um, so it's really important for the mental health side of things, but it's very important for your physical body as well. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, if we think about what happens when we're stressed and when we remain stressed and the cortisol that runs through our body 
which can cause disease, can cause our body to break down. And um, yes, meditation can really help to calm our sympathetic nervous system. And it's like, okay, calm me down. And so I think you're right. The other thing that, that came to mind as you were saying that about doctors is also that um, in schools, teachers are teaching children to meditate, to just help them to be calmer in class, to refocus, um, to, to really manage even their emotions. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that you said that, Crystal, we are in a Catholic, the Catholic board. And a couple of years uh, prior to COVID, it's interesting we talk about life that way, but I would say three years ago, when I met one of our son's teachers, they're not allowed to call it meditation. It's called mindfulness. Uh. So the, the, you know, it's interesting to see how things are shifting, right? Mm. Because many religions believe that there shouldn't be meditation, there should be prayer. Right, right. right? however it like you had said it is kind it is all it, it, it all it is all the same it's it's it is all the same i mean even if you go ahead yeah meditation isn't something where we're you know we're asking a higher power or you know the universe or whatever you want to call it that's not what it is it's more internal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yet when we're meditating we're kind of going behind our our mind, clearing our mind, and we're more in tune with higher power or the universe or whatever it is, or God, whatever it is that people are talking about. So there is an element of moving beyond the physical when we meditate, which is interesting. So that's interesting about the mindfulness. Um, and that's uh, really John Kabat-Zinn, I think, was the first person to really, he wrote a book about mindfulness and just really um, being able to, to slow our minds down. So they call it mindfulness. And because I do know that for some people, um, using the word meditation is, is not really acceptable. And I don't know that much about why that is, and I'm not going to speculate um with, with really looking into it a bit more but you know you talked about manifestation and um i think about um kimberly banfield has the uh, fire meditation that is really about visualizing and physically like emotionally experiencing your future and um so that's a, another form of, of visualization meditation where you're visualizing something that you want to happen, which is really about manifestation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I know that, um, and I like the fact that, um, you know, you like to meditate outside and it's a little bit like forest bathing. That's another form of meditation, mm -hmm. isn't it? Like walking and meditating. Unfortunately, when I walk, I always like to listen to a book. So I, so I don't walk and meditate. I like to sit quietly with uh, something to focus on. And then, and then I, I meditate. I'm too easily distracted by if I'm walking. So that's, that one doesn't, doesn't really work for me, but yeah. So walking, um, and then there are all the different types of yoga meditations, um, Devani, who's been on the program, um, the yoga nidra is really uh, a meditative 
yoga and it's about sleep and it's about mindful sleeping like again clearing your mind so you really get good deep sleep which is healing and then there's um kundalini yoga the meditations there are really about uh, relaxing your nervous system and strengthening your nervous system and i find it's interesting that People often do yoga for exercise as opposed to realizing that yoga is really about meditation, isn't it? Meditation, relaxation. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's even um, Tai Chi is another form of meditation because you're kind of getting out of your mind and your body kind of takes on its own its own energy moving through all of the um, the movements. I I I. I love Tai Chi. I haven't done it for a long time, but I would I would enjoy doing it again. It's a good form of relaxing my mind, calming it down and slowing it, it down. The other meditation I did recently was a sound bath. Have you been, done oh, a sound bath? Oh, yes. Yes. Totally Tell us about this. sound bath. So sound bathing is absolutely incredible. I mean, um, because I'm a Reiki master, I, I talk more from the chakra side of things and yep. there are different bowls for each chakra. Oh, right. Yeah. So right. the sound for each chakra, right? So uh, I always love, um, being able to balance the body. And if your mind is not happy, if your crown chakra is not mm. in alignment, nothing is mm -hmm. right. Your root can be rooted but as long as yeah. you're, if your crown chakra is not in order, nothing in your body is happy, right? So that's why meditation right. is so important. So sound bathing um, for myself, how I've experienced it is more from aligning of the chakras through sound. Uh -huh. And it's just abs absolutely incredible. What I loved about it is you could literally feel it in every ounce of your body, mm -hmm. the sound mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. vibration and the frequency was just beautiful i'd love to hear what how what your experience was oh well it was it was similar it was in terms of um the vibrations were really quite amazing and he had all of the big bowls and um well i have had it twice one time i was in uh, edmonton and i was i had a private session and oh my goodness that one was amazing because it felt as if a dome came over me and there like my, my relatives were around me, mm. you know, like my dad and yes. my aunts and uncles and my grandparents. And they were just kind of outside, just kind of, you know, just hovering while all of the sound was going on. It was profound. It was really profound. More recently I was um, in Colchester at a sound bath. And again, it, it was really, um, quite amazing quite um what's the word it's like i was very grounded we were lying on mats and it, i was very grounded and um i could just feel the energy moving through me mm. so it was like yeah and, and yeah. i'm sure i fell asleep for part of it because it went so fast. I thought, how could this have been an hour and a half? There's no way this was an hour and a half, but I'm sure I was sleeping. I know the guy next to me was sleeping. So I must've fallen asleep as well and just didn't even realize it. And just, you know, my body was just receiving the, the vibrations. It was quite interesting. 
if we think about ancient times in meditation and the, you know, the drumming circles or yes. the flutes and healing and, and those type of things, it was the sound bathing of, of different, you know, not just the, these bowls, but it's the sound and the frequency um, in meditation, the power of that. It's just, it's all, it's all connected, right? Um, music itself and, and sound has a very special place in the brain. Um, and everything is energy. Everything is quantum mm, right. energy, right? That's right. So you, exactly. can, you can feel it and you can hear it. That's right. That's right. Because if you think about the Tibetan monks and their chanting and mm-hmm. their deep voices, the it just rumbles and like I'm, I have goosebumps now just thinking of their deep voices and their chanting or, or then even chanting om, you know, just that sound. Um, yes, sound is, is pretty amazing. But then, you know, if I think about as a kid, I was in a church choir and that sound like the organ and the voices like that is that's powerful as well so you know every tradition I think um has that that um the use of sound in terms of prayer or meditation I remember once being in um, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris and we just happened to go in when there was a a celebration and that choir like you could just kind of hear feel the whole church pulsing from from the sound yeah I and it's probably why we like I like I like thunderstorms because I think I like the sound there's something about there's something primal about that sound that just catches me it's like I mean it's scary sometimes if it's really close but you know those natural sounds are a waterfall just belting down you know sound it's very interesting that you said that because I think on an individual side of things, you know, for myself, I love the sound of waterfalls, mm. the sound of rain for me, I, I, I despise it. Really? And I think for me, because again, we associate sounds, to different things. You talking about your family being around you with that sound bathing, something there must've awoken you to kind of, you know, visualize that for me, rain is disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't do things when it's raining right from like your inner child however oh. rain is celebration because it's feeding you know it's for growth and everything else but it's really interesting how um subconsciously what happens with those that's sounds. interesting because for me rain is about oh i can curl up with a book mm-hmm. <laughs> so i love to hear the rain on the roof or if I'm somewhere where, you know, it's like a, when we were in Africa, a tin roof where it was just really, it's like, oh, I can just, I can hide out and I can have a read. Give you permission. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah, what we associate with. I think we've kind of gotten off track here, but anyway. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, we're in our own med- meditative state of, of, of um, unraveling. You know, right. um, so I kind of wanted to bring back the meditation to frequencies and sounds, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so um, it's important for you individually when you're getting into meditation to realize what type of person you are. 
You may uh-huh. be somebody who needs a guided meditation. And I do highly recommend for those who st- are starting out with meditation to go to a guided meditation um, that will get you started on your journey of meditation because it allows you to focus on what's being said and it allows you to visualize. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're trying to start it on your own, it's really hard to quiet that monkey mind, right? So That's right. you have your guided meditations and then you have the other side of sound. So you can find some really neat sound bites on YouTube for sound bathing. If you're doing this at home or frequency healing, if you're looking to do some healing, just simply look at what it is that you are needing to heal and Mm -hmm. just put, you know, Mm -hmm. frequency healing and then whatever it is that you're looking for and use that in your meditation. Um, sound is very powerful the outdoors if you're somebody who loves the outdoors you can try meditating outdoors without any music or guided meditation so finding what is unique to you is really important Um, for those who do yoga um, and you achieve um, shavasana after your your yoga experience Mm -hmm. that's another good place where you are in deep relaxation um, where you can, you know, enjoy some meditation. So, you know, there are some steps to take when you're starting out. That's really good advice because I know that some people try meditation and they're, they're very frustrated and they think, oh, I can't meditate. But I, I really like that approach that because there are so many different types of meditation to experiment a little bit and figure out, okay, Maybe this isn't the type of meditation for me, but there are other ways to um, to meditate for sure. And paying attention to your inner your inner self. So for for myself, when I started meditation, I would have to excuse myself from a room. So the first time I went to a sound bathing experience, mm-hmm. um, whenever I would try to relax, I would mm-hmm. cough and have a coughing fit. Because huh. my body did not want to allow myself to relax. Oh. And the anxiety in me of, oh my goodness, like I'm going to be disruptive or I can't relax or um, let go of what my, my advice would be letting go of any expectations on what comes out of that meditation. Right. Like, don't expect you know, you to get into like this deep meditative state or don't expect, you know, um, in the guided meditations, I used to get frustrated when they would be like, okay, now you're deeply relaxed. And I'm thinking, well, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) No, so then you're out of your meditation. You're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't get into deep. How how did somebody get there already? I'm not deeply relaxed, right? (laughs) I guess my advice is don't get frustrated listen to your body and what your body needs and it will guide you to what is best and right for you just to mm-hmm. try some different, different mm-hmm. forms yeah mm-hmm. good advice one of the things that i do with my different programs is i like to start with a body scan so that people are aware of how their body is feeling and once they become aware then the idea is to be able to release any tension and just because we often don't notice the tension. And so that's that I think that's a, a, a um, also another meditation for people who tend to be stressed. It's a good one to, um, to work with. And again, there are different, all kinds of meditations online that, that people can access. The other thing, um, you know, when um, people meditate, sometimes they meditate on a passage 
and that helps them to focus and get out of the the monkey mind. It's like reading a book. So getting a, you know, 365 day meditation book so that every day there's some type of a focus to, um, to meditate on. I think that, that, that is a good, or even just one word. Sometimes that's enough to, to really help people focus. I know that um, one of the books that I often recommend to people is Michael Singer's um, The Untethered Soul, because he talks about his journey of, of getting out of his head and leaving that monkey mind behind so that he could really be present to whatever is happening. And, and really, ultimately, that's what meditation is about, isn't it? It's about being present to the movements and the opportunities and the possibilities around us rather than in the story in our head, which can really cloud what we see. Right. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in our minds, we, we hold other people's opinions. We hold what is, you know, expectations. We hold so much in there that it will um, kind of shoo away the things or the thoughts that are coming to mind in, mm-hmm. in a meditative state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's, there's probably so much more that we could talk about, but I'm going to ask you, Cynthia, to um, lead us on this chakra healing meditation. And um, if I, if you see that I've fallen asleep, just wake me up at the end of it. <laughs> sit in a relaxed and comfortable position as you would for any meditation. Allow your meditation to evolve and to reflect your individual values and beliefs. Your spine should be aligned and straight with your body. Relax the body and bring the mind to a tranquil sleep. Close your eyes and take a deep cleansing breath. relax and feel very much at peace. Take a moment to ground yourself in this moment, in this body, in this place, in this time. Take some deep breaths. In and out. In and out. Follow the breath as it flows towards your nostrils as it enters your nose 
as it fills your lungs and then as it expels. That just relax into this quiet moment. Breathe in. Follow your breath. And out. In. And out. Feel where your body meets the chair, bed, or floor. Become aware of your body from head to toe, of your weight, of the heaviness of your limbs. Now focus on the area at the base of the spine the area between your legs. This is the root chakra. Its energy is red and it governs your physical body, your physical health and vitality. In your mind, Study the appearance of this chakra. Note its color and vitality. Mentally envision the chakra and note any symbolic symptoms of dis-ease. Have you been caring well for your body? If your chakra is dusty, dirty, torn, or otherwise less than a brilliant red whirling vortex, imagine your hands or those of a guide working on the chakra. If it is dirty, clean away the dirt and throw it into an imaginary pail with a lid. Allow those hands to repair any imperfections. And when the chakra is clean, mentally take the pail and hurl it into the sun. Watch it as it travels through space and then bursts into zillion pits of energy upon solar contact. Allow the sun to recycle this energy back into the universe. Now turn your attention back to the root chakra is it clean and red? Are you surrounded by infinite root energy? Imagine the room glowing red with this energy. Feel its strength 
and power. See red swirls of energy flowing to your root chakra. You can feel this as a tingling as the energy fills your root chakra. As the energy swirls in your chakra, grows large and deep, red and strong. Allow the energy to fill your chakra until it is so vital that it extends several feet out from your body. In your mind, you can see your root chakra. A brilliant red swirling vortex of physical energy. Now turn your focus up to your abdomen, to the area of the womb, or where the womb would be if you were a man. This is the orange chakra, that which controls clear thinking and creativity. Take a moment to observe the chakra. Note its color. Its vitality. Is it clean and strong? Or is there work to be done here? Allow those invisible hands to cleanse the chakra, to repair or heal it. Disregard any imperfections in the pail and send the pail to the sun to recycle the energy. Now focus on the orange chakra again. Is it now clean and whole and a bright orange? Call out to the universe. Orange creative energy and feel the space around you begin to glow orange. With a tingle, you feel the energy begin to swirl into your chakra. Charging it with vitality, with creativity, with clear thought. Watch as your orange chakra grows and whirls until it extends out from your body for several feet, just as 
the red root chakra is still whirling and strong. Now turn from the red chakra up through the orange chakra to the solar plexus. This is the heart of the yellow chakra, that which governs will and ambition. Take a few moments to examine the chakra. Note its color and appearance. Have you been lazy of late? or perhaps too driven. Imagine your will through this chakra. Allow the invisible hands to cleanse the chakra and heal it. disregarding any imperfections or impurities into the payoff. Send the pail to the sun for recycling. Now return your energy to the yellow chakra that of will. It is now clean and a bright yellow. Universe, send me yellow energy, will energy, energy to achieve my goals, to work for that which I value and desire. Feel the yellow energy surrounding your body and with a tingle, feel the energy swirl into your solar plexus. In your mind, you can see your red root chakra glowing, whirling, your orange womb chakra pulsing brilliantly, and your yellow solar plexus chakra glowing strongly, extending several feet from your body. Now turn your attention to the middle of your chest, to the heart chakra, the green chakra. You may feel an instant wave of emotion. This chakra governs your feelings, your emotional connections to others, and the universe. 
to life itself. Examine this chakra. Note its color, vitality, any impurities. Gently allow those invisible hands to cleanse and purify the chakra. Reflect a moment on how you've been feeling. Have you been emotional lately? Are there bindings holding in pain? Or is the chakra tight and hard with anger? Release any tensions, imperfections, or impurities to the pale. Send them to the sun for recycling. They are still yours if you choose to hold them. But for now, release any pain or anger. Now focus back on the heart chakra. It is clean and a beautiful green color. It whirls strongly and evenly. Universe, send me green energy for my heart. Open my heart to the world, to all beings, big and small, with compassion for our shared experiences and journey. Fill my heart with love energy that I may in turn give love to others. Feel the green energy whirling into your heart. Watch the chakra grow and glow and spin with this new energy From the red chakra through the orange chakra through the yellow chakra through the green chakra your chakras are cleansed and charged and huge with energy now focus on the throat center of the blue chakra which governs communication and personal magnetism examine the chakra noting the color and any 
imperfections. Perhaps you haven't been honoring your own beliefs and speaking when you should. Or perhaps you've been talking over others or not listening well. Perhaps you've been feeling shy and afraid to extend your energy and communication. Allow the hands to heal and cleanse the chakra. And when finished, send the impurities to the sun for recycling. Now the chakra is clean and strong and bright blue. Feel the air fill with blue universal energy. Feel the throat open as this energy swirls into the throat chakra. This energy charges your aura with magnetism, drawing others to you. Feel your throat open with this swirling strong blue energy. Now focus on the middle of your forehead, the third eye. This chakra is indigo and governs psychic vision and intuition. Examine this chakra for imperfections. Perhaps it is locked up due to fear. Perhaps it no longer spins out of neglect, stagnation. Allow the hands to cleanse the chakra to heal any imperfections and recycle them in the sun. Now look at the chakra. It is beautiful, deep indigo, clean and whirling. This is psychic energy available to you beyond measure. Feel it charge the air 
swirl in around and fill your third eye chakra with deep, vital indigo energy. Feel the third eye open and note any mental visions as this occurs. Now is a good time to pray for increased psychic power. Note the red root chakra, the orange womb chakra, bright, strong, big. Move your attention up to the yellow solar plexus chakra, to the green heart chakra, open and brilliant. To the blue throat chakra and the indigo third eye chakra. Your chakras are huge, whirling and fully charged. Now focus your attention at the crown of your head. This chakra is violet near the body, fading to white further away. This chakra governs your connection to the universe, God, Goddess, the Creator. This chakra is like an umbilical cord to home. Reflect on your spirituality lately. Examine the chakra and allow any healing needed. Allow the hands to heal, to cleanse. and recycle the discarded energy into the sun. Now examine the chakra. It is brilliantly violet, glowing white around the outside. Mentally reach to that which you consider your source, to God or the universe. Feel the response, the energy flowing back to you. Pray for the peace and joy of a strong, crown chakra. Feel the violet energy flowing in, 
a loving embrace of your whole self, of your soul. See the crown chakra grow enormously and the white energy surround your body. All your chakras are now clean, charged and in balance. From the red root chakra to the orange womb chakra, to the yellow solar plexus chakra, to the green heart chakra, to the blue throat chakra, to the deep blue third eye chakra, to the violet crown. Your chakras are spinning and whirling, full of energy and vitality. See the white energy that extends up and out from the crown chakra, enveloping your whole body in an egg of white energy. You are completely refreshed, calm and peaceful. Your energy is balanced. You are full of vitality. When you are ready, you may return back to the room, lighten your gaze, and open your eyes, and finish the meditation with a nice, deep, cleansing breath. Thank you, Cynthia. That was lovely. I think I may have fallen asleep as the colors were whirling around me. <laughs> That's a great meditation. And the great thing is that people can come back to it, right? They can listen to the recording and, and hear that meditation. Very cool. Any other words about that meditation before we wind up? Well, you know, um, so in there at the end, when it talks about imagining and developing into an egg, um, I would love, and, and again, in meditation and in ancient healing, um, for those that have not experienced the harmonic egg, mm. is sound and light and meditative healing. And it actually heals from the cellular level. So for any of those, so I just, as that was, as we were finishing, I was thinking of that and I wanted to kind of leave that thought with, with those that might be journey, journeying in a different direction and may need some to get back. Right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I haven't tried the harmonic egg yet. I've talked to a few people. It sounds pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Great. Well, thank you. Um, thanks for joining me today and for sharing your journey and for sharing this great chakra healing meditation. I'm, I will certainly listen to it again. And thanks, my listeners.